I'm Lucille McCart. And I'm Chantelle Ottin. And, and this, this is Give Me a Buzz. We're from Bumble and we're taking you on a deep dive into the world of modern dating and relationships. In this show, we'll be having candid conversations with special guests and giving you the expert advice you need to boost your confidence and get you excited about your own dating life. Follow the podcast so you never miss an episode. We can't wait to share this season with you. See See you you next week. week. We love love you. you. Bye. I'm Tim Carroll, singer in Holy Holy. Hello, my name's Oscar. My surname is Dawson. I'm from Holy Holy also. I play guitar and do a few other things as well. I play less guitar than I used to in the band, which is nice. Gives me less to do on stage. It's great. (laughs) I I do other things too, though. But we didn't have to talk about that. Yeah, welcome to the next episode of Introducing How You Going. Thank you for all your kind words about my chat with Nick Littlemore last week as well. I mean, not only uh, are you all saying what a musical legend, Pinar's my favourite. Most of you, though, are like, wow, he's so tall. Yeah, he's huge. He's huge. Um, but uh, yeah, if you haven't heard my chat with Nick Littlemore, make sure you go back and have a listen to one of my favourites this year so far. As we keep rolling, the guests continue as I want to introduce you to Tim and Oscar from Holy Holy. Now, do you know this band? that They're about to release their fifth album. Can you believe it? Uh, a brand new song drops today featuring Sumner. It's called Ready. Make sure you have a listen to it after this chat. I've had a listen to this album. It's so good. It's so different. It's still very, very holy, holy though. You may have even come across some of the tracks from it already. They've already released a couple messed up with Kwame, Pretend to Be, Neon Street. Um, it's, it's such a good album and, and it's a great chat. Uh, Tim and Oscar tell us about Meeting in Thailand, uh, near a Macca's, just a couple of blokes teaching English overseas, and they both had guitars in their hands, and the rest is history. Um, you'll love this. You'll love the record. Please sit back and enjoy my chat with Tim and Oscar from Holy Holy as we, we chat at their record company as well at Sony Music in Sydney. Ooh, fancy. I got to see their new digs. Got to see their merch stands as well. All their Amy Shark merch and Miley Cyrus beach towels. It's great. Enjoy. Lift the room. Push your pull. Lovely to meet you. Likewise. Uh, I've been a fan of yours um, for a long time. I've, I've loved all your records and we're about to, to launch into album number five, mm. Cellophane. Mm. How do you feel? Yeah, we're in this funny period now, which is where, you know, we've been in the record for a, like almost two years. And I'm the kind of person where when we're writing the record, I listen to the demos like a lot and like really, I'm, you know, within all the songs. But then once it's done, we barely listen to it ever again. So I almost forget what we've done, but I'm, I'm feeling good about it. Yeah, I, I sort of avoid it after we finish it in a way. Because I've had it, I've had enough. <laughs> so I'm like now in this point where I'm just like, it's not up to me to know whether it's any good. Uh, you know what <laughs> I've I mean? I've done my job. Well, no, no, 100%. No, 100%. Yeah. Although you will have to tour it, I'm assuming. <laughs> we, we will have to tour it. Yeah, we will have to tour oh, hello, it. Hello, old friend. <laughs> it's a bit like that. It's like, oh, how does the song go again? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Do you ever feel like, I mean, obviously, because like, this is the age old question. When you when you're a punter and you go to a show, you're like, play the hits, mate. Come on. But you're obviously you're into album number five. And as artist, I'm assuming you're 
you're only in you're, you're probably actually probably thinking about album six while I'm sitting here talking to you about album five. Like, are you do you find it hard to go back, or do you enjoy going back? What's your take on that? It is nice to mix up the set list for the live show. So we 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 just went, we've just been on tour, and we did kind of do do a little bit of a flick through the catalog and picked out a few songs we hadn't played in a while and ones that had never been played because there's quite a few songs that we've never performed live, and that makes it it makes it exciting for us and exciting for the audience and you know it's nice sometimes to be able to say to a crowd we're about to play this song for the first time ever yeah like we've never played this outside the studio and then you get to share that moment you know that only happens once but you know that i mean there's that thing with bands where they get sick of their biggest songs or whatever and there's yeah. like that story about radiohead i'm not putting us in the league of them but like apparently i think their biggest song is creep Yes. According to streams. Yes. But they call it crap, apparently. They hate, yeah. like, Tom York hates it. He doesn't yeah. want to play it. And, like, similar thing happened with Smells Like Teen Spirit and Nirvana. Yeah. Where Kurt Cobain really reacted against it. I kind of feel like the opposite to that. Like, I really respect that people come to our shows. And if they know a song like True Lovers, for example, yeah. like, that's great. Um, yeah. You know, we might have played it a billion times. So, kind of. It's not like we're sick of it, but you you know you get so familiar. What's like with McDonald's going? No more Big Macs. You're like, well, hang on. <laughs> so I go, this is what I want. It's a great burger. <laughs> it's a great burger. Yeah. I went saw a radio here at the Sydney at the Entertainment Center when that we that we still had an Entertainment Center, and they didn't do that. It was in the In Rainbows yeah, kind of okay. theme, which was great. It was a very themed show, and Beyonce is getting a lot of crap for that at the moment. She's doing a, a themed tour and like not like pretty much no hits no no classics yeah okay <laughs> that's mm. why everyone outside her gigs are singing halo to her because like well, we didn't get to hear it in there <laughs> i i've got something i'm embarrassed to admit i went to see um bon jovi oh uh, sorry lovely to meet you guys enjoy yeah. the success of the album <laughs> they, 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 they they released some cheap tickets and my sister bought a few and i was like all right i'll go with you we left early because it was we got so bored yeah and i heard a busker on the street <laughs> playing one of the classics yeah and that's where I listened to whatever song it was, "Living on a Prayer" or something yeah, like that. You know? Yeah. How how did the how did the new stuff go live? Because obviously we were talking um, b- before we started, Tim, about the fact that it is a, like it's a different sounding album. There's a lot of different kind of genres, I guess. Would you say on there, and a lot of great um, collaborations too. How, how did the uh, the new songs go live? Um, good. I think we we just played. Two, if I'm not mistaken, two songs off the new record on that tour we just did. We played "Messed Up" because it's out. Yes. And and we were able to convince Kwame to come on tour Kwame. as the main support, yeah. which was amazing because he's such an artist in every sense of the word. And, you know, he was putting on these incredible costumes each night and, you know, really performing for the audience. And it's like, I feel like his show is of such a like global quality. And here we are in these like, you know, like little rooms in Canberra and yeah. all over the country. So that was cool and super cool to get to hang out with him backstage as well. And we ended up like, most nights we would be playing demos to each other and like, oh, I just wrote this and I just wrote that. And I love that kind of energy backstage, that really creative, collaborative kind of space. Um, and he, he's a great performer, so that one went well. And then we did Pretend to Be, which is a, another single, which, you know, I mean, I th- I heard a story once about um, Tame Impala playing like some of his biggest songs for the first time. And it, I think it is hard for the audience to really connect with a song if they've never heard it before. But yeah. people kind of were like, yep, very good. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Move along. Yeah, was that where Kevin Parker was saying he one of his biggest songs and people before people really knew it, they yeah, didn't they were just like, yep. 
Yeah. If you put millions of dollars of lasers in their face, yeah, they yeah. will dance. We would do that. <laughs> We're ready to do that. Love lasers. Yeah. Apparently, I think I heard a rumor that he he was one of the first people to actually, because apparently, I don't know this, but apparently you hire lasers when you tour. Yeah. He actually bought them. <laughs> and apparently, they're real expensive. <laughs> There's all sorts of health stuff about lasers too. We've been wanted to do them for a while. We did yeah. do them on a tour, but it was actually quite a lot of health stuff. Well, because you, if, if you get them at the wrong angle oh, yeah. and you zap people in the face, yeah, like, you, right. you can like really yeah. kind of mess them up. Yeah. If, if you're touring the true lasers, you have to have a dedicated laser op. Yeah. Whose job is like if something goes wrong and the lasers like point into the crowd, mm. they cut it. Wow. Because if it goes into someone's eyes, yeah. it can cause. So that's the that's the cost. I like, like that. An extra there, wage. There was one he did at Splendor where there was like this, this big like these roof of clouds came over us, and I was like, I hope that was true. I hope there was something else going on. <laughs> it may be a bit of a blend. Sure, of it was things. a laser. Yeah, but uh, some great collaboration on this. Uh, is it Sumner I, uh, that you did the song Ready? Yes. Yeah, that's that's a cracker. I love that song. Yeah, thanks. Um, so I live in Tassie. I live in yeah. Launceston. Been down in Tassie now for almost ten years. Yeah, and have become like quite used to. The little island state, mm-hmm. and they're a duo from Launceston. Um, yeah, right. And but have but I sort of pretty big hitters, um, and they're doing really well. And I'm really like sort of vicariously like proud of them, or and and feel really happy to see them doing well. Um, they collab a bit with Pinyao. Oh yeah, okay. So Chloe, who sings in Ready yeah, with us, yeah, she is the live singer with Pinyao when they tour. Oh, is that what right? Was she calling? I was hanging out with her the other day, and she calls herself. The Wish Dua Lipa, because she, <laughs> because when she's on when she's on tour, they sing that Elton John song. Of course, oh, and, oh, and, yeah. and so Cold, cold Heart. She, yeah. yeah, so she she's um, <laughs> oh, that's she's like the Dua Lipa of Wish. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we we wrote that song, and that song's like the concept of that song is that it's a text message conversation between two people. So each okay. verse is a text. Yeah, and when you when you listen to it like that, you can hear it. It's like, Hey, where are you? Think my phone is dying. You know, that's just a text. Yeah. And so we, we decided we wanted to do it as a duet and um, reached out to them and oh, that's great. did the session and it came together really well. And she wrote, we kind of had the song pretty much written, but there was a, a spot that was an instrumental section and she was like, I've got this idea. So she wrote that line that goes like, I don't, what is it? I just want to stay, want to stay all night. Yeah. I just want to yeah. stay. And she came with that hook and it just slotted in. So it was a nice, nice collab. You've worked with the Bag Raiders as well? On this album? Yeah. So Jack from Bag Raiders uh, did a bunch of like extra production yeah. on um, a song of ours, uh, Pretend to Be. Um, there's a bit on This Time as well, which is another track off the record, which features Tasman Keith. We didn't actually get in the room with Jack. Yeah. It's all like, you know, we sent over files and, and Jack sent stuff back and yeah. we kind of to and fro that way. Well, I guess is that how you guys even work together? Because, I mean, you're, if you're in Tassie and you're, and you're in Melbourne, Oscar. Well, sometimes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we got a bit used. We, we've, we've always been in different cities or, or different states yeah. since forever. Like we'd never lived in the same because um, you met in Thailand, didn't you? We'll get yeah, to that. We'll yeah. get to that. Well, we don't have to do that if you don't want to. Yeah. No, no, I want to. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, that's that's the closest we've uh, been in proximity, okay. Thailand, all those years ago. Yeah. But um, uh, we, um, yeah, so we've always been used to like kind of a long distance relationship. Um, we got extra used to it during COVID, of yeah. course. Heaps yeah. of stems and files going around and Tim doing vocals in his place and me fiddling around in my place. Um, and then- um, So and what, do you meet in the Bass Strait and just hang out? <laughs> yeah, that's the central point. Get a couple of dinghies out to the middle <laughs> yeah, of the Bass Strait. Right. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, so we're kind of used to that 
and it's sort of the way things can be these days, yeah. you know, with production, you can send stuff around. But Jack just did his thing and sent stuff back and we were like, great, you know. Mm. But ultimately, like we do do a bit of back and forth thing yeah. and we did it a bit more during the COVID period. But ultimately, really, all the magic stuff, all, all the things where you get really excited and you start to hear the song and the sound and a feeling coming together really does happen when we're in the room together. And one thing kind of feeds off the next. And sometimes when things are going well, like it becomes a bit like this little fever where like you're like, you, you know, the song just starts to take on its own momentum and it's like, oh, it needs this, it needs this, it needs this. And you can feel it coming together. And so really like we can do bits and pieces around the outside, sending things back and forth, yeah. but we do tend to like get together. Um, Oscar has a studio at his place in Rye and, and Oscar sometimes also comes down to Tassie and we just, set up camp yeah at um i've got like a property out in the country out in the bush in tassie yeah and so we sometimes set up out there and and write and record it is amazing how it happens because i think we was um we i was talking to king princess on the podcast and she luckily got a drum track on her last album from taylor hawkins just before he passed and he just emailed it to her and then she like made the song around that so that's crazy how i mean yeah. it must be exciting not crazy for you guys that that they're the possibilities now like yeah yeah, I, it definitely, it, it almost, I, I find it almost um, intimidating, the possibilities in a way. There's so much content now. <laughs> There's just so much. <laughs> you're even talking about how much, you're, even, you're, you're filming things now. You probably weren't doing that in album too, like for, for clips. Is that what you called it? Clips? or yeah. like, There's so Clip, much content. Clips on Spotify. <laughs> clips on Spotify. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, um, it's a lot. Yeah. You know? You think you just have to make an album, right? Well, and, well, and, again. And, and then as Tim was saying, you're, you're making music, we're making music and we've like, as you know, you get this fever thing happening and you're, you're really in the moment, you're vibing and then you get this annoying thought that comes into your head. We go, oh, I should probably film a bit of this. Yeah. For content. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're out. Yeah. I'm like, oh man. Yeah, there's no quicker way to throw a bucket of cold water. <laughs> yeah, you're like, damn. Now, the and now I'm, like, I'm like, oh, Tim, do that again, do that again. And he's like, do what again? Oh, that thing. And, oh, oh, and then no, you're trying to I recreate know. a moment. I hate that. Oh my God. Yeah. But it is. it has been nice um, in terms of like the technology and what you're yeah. saying about like sending drum files around and so on. Like, we are very unprecious now about like studios and so on. And oftentimes, like we'll use demo recordings and, and, you know, we've recorded things in hotel rooms while we've been on tour or, yeah. you know, just at, just at my shack out in the bush. So that's nice to have that freedom to be always making the record. You know what I mean? Like yeah. anytime, and, and oftentimes when we do, whenever we do try and re-record a cool idea, it's never the same. So we've really learned to trust that like first sort of strike of something is like the one that we want people to hear on the final album. And also, you know, like some people are consuming your music at two in the morning at a party off their phone, like in a cup. <laughs> oh, totally, <laughs> to totally. Get, to get that great sound. Yeah. I mean, that's a part of the mixing process. It's like listen to it on the big speakers and then the cup in the-, the cup, that's the cup. I know, it's a bit depressing, but then again, <laughs> I, I do it too. Yeah, of course. I'm not like, I don't go to my fancy speakers to listen to stuff. Yeah. Other than mixes that I'm working on, yeah, I'm like sitting around having dinner, and sometimes it's just the easiest way to put on a tune. Well, yeah. to play. Well, Nick Cave always says, if it "Listen, if it sounds good in the car. That's good enough for me." Oh, yeah, the, the cars, the, the cars car are like scary, <laughs> especially during COVID. But also making this record, I'd like do a work on a mix, and then I'd put it on my phone and go out to the car and yeah. drive around. Yeah, um, 
and then everything come. feels better driving. It feels I, I can't just you can't just sit in the car. No, no, no. You have got to yeah. drive the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be moving, but also that's because the engine's making more noise. Yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, if you go at hundred k's an hour, you're getting all this noise, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I really mean this, by no, the way. No, I agree. I'm not making a joke. Um, and I'd come home feeling sad every time because it it's it's like the scariest place to listen to music. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, let's let's go back to the start because it is called introducing. I want to know how you got you you guys met. Obviously, um, something clicked when you were in Thailand. What were you doing in Thailand? Nothing weird. We were backpacking. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, uh, oh. that was an evil laugh from me. By the way, that was no. I was about to launch into a story about Thailand, which is uh, you're welcome to. I've just been in Thailand for two days. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Just to stop over coming home from overseas, but I won't tell this story, and we can cut all this bit out. Actually. Um, uh, did, 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 did. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to pick did it up? you know how legal cannabis is now in Thailand? Yes, because um, a person I work with has just come back from the most stoned five days in Koh Samui of all time, and he's now only going there. It's crazy, man. <laughs> I, I'm not a big, I'm not really that massively into, the, into that yeah. stuff, but like- I am. Tim, Tim's more into it. I, I get a bit sort of weird and <laughs> insular. Um, but when we went there, when we met in Thailand, we were, sh- I don't know if you can include this on the podcast- we were so shit scared of any of that stuff because of the what we f- believed the ramifications might be. Well, I, certain Asian countries will kill you. They'll actually, yeah. I, they, they, I don't think that <laughs> so was- make sure, make sure you get your Asian country right, kids. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Whatever yeah. you're trying out there. Yeah, sure well, apparently what, what we heard from a lot of other people was that like if you got caught with like a joint or something, they'd just take you to an ATM and say, take out as much money as you, whatever money you've got and yeah. just bribe them, Yeah, right? Which was scary enough in its own right. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I've just been there for a couple of days and it's fully lit. There's shops <laughs> everywhere. It's like completely out in the open. Isn't that crazy? It's just such a massive turnaround. But um, anyway, I'll answer your question. We met in Thailand. We were kind of doing this volunteer English teaching thing coming mm. out of school and uh, we met and I had a little like nylon string guitar and I think Tim might have had a guitar too and he he was a singer and I was just – I was a play guitar. And, we and just, when was this? Because your first EP was like around 2013. It right? was so before were- that. It, I, I don't want to tell Way you. Before you that. Oh, I can't even we remember exactly when it was. We were like many, like we met in Thailand. We were teaching English in this like school, like in amongst like all these rice paddies and like riding motorbikes out in the night and drinking um, Thai rum and you know playing soccer with the local kids. And you know we were young and it was it was a really cool period of our lives. We both had guitars, um, and each night we'd sort of sit around and and write songs and play songs. And I always just remember that whenever we played together, like I loved how it felt because Oscar's like such a phenomenal musician and guitarist that suddenly it was almost like I could play guitar better because, you know, it just sounded so nice together. And then, and then after that, we both went and had our own separate kind of music careers, me up in Brisbane and Oscar down in Melbourne. And it yeah. was, it wasn't until 2011 that we were both living in Europe, I was living in Stockholm and Oscar was living in Berlin, that we- You refuse to be in the same city, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> I know. Mate. You it's... really weren't joking when you said that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> then we started- It's nice to have you both on the couch right now. <laughs> yeah, we've got like a one or two day limit <laughs> yeah. that we can be proximity. Yeah, but it was in that period that we just started writing songs together. And it wasn't, it definitely wasn't a thing of like, hey, let's start a band and come back to Australia. And it was just- let's it was just like a writing kind of just a project yeah about songwriting and producing and so on and so over over like a year living over there we we wrote and what what ended up being kind of our first album yeah yeah 
Because well, your first album de- debuted on the Aria charts, and it was, in, it was as best rock album, wasn't it? De- nominated for best rock. No, release. that, that the, one wasn't. The, uh, oh, that wasn't the first uh, one. Sorry. Our, our our third album, My Own Pool of Light, got nominated. I think in the Aria Awards. The best rock album, right? So no, you're right. I just I read my notes wrong because I scribbled. It was debuted at the Aria charts, but there was no nomination. Yeah, and at the time I had no idea what even that meant. Um, and then I was like, oh yeah, cool. I think it means more than it does now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Back then>. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the charts, the charts are a strange place now. Yeah, yes. it's all in the news True. at the moment. It's all the thing, right? Yeah. yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird situation there. Yeah, oh, it really is. Well, even with our radio ratings now, like um, we've, we've finally only just got streaming and, and listening from apps and things like that. It's not just traditionally on the radio anymore. Uh, we just kind of changed things so far for the better for some of us. Well, yeah, because yeah, that would boost your ratings. A hundred percent. hundred percent, yeah. Well, they, didn't, they don't ever give radio diaries to people that live in apartments. It has to be a fixed home address. So, that kind of takes out most of your young audience. <laughs> yeah, wow. Because <laughs> yeah. like, I don't live in a giant house in the suburbs when you're 17. Mm. <laughs> radio diaries. Yeah. That could be an album name or I like that. or a lyric or something. Radio Diaries. Yeah, well, or it could be a T-shirt. Could be all three. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot we, of merch here. <laughs> when when we were when Tim was living in Stockholm and I was in Berlin, he t- Tim wanted to do just this project of putting out a song per month. Yeah. During that year onto uh I think Bandcamp, the website Bandcamp, and that was called the Swedish Tapes. And so there's this, I'm not sure if it's even up there still, but anyway, um, there are some, and that wasn't even Holy Holy at that point. That was just songs by Timothy Carroll. And um, some of those songs ended up getting re-recorded and made it onto our first Holy Holy record. But it got to a point where this thing that we were working on became a band. And then Tim came up with this name, Holy Holy. I read that um, in 2015, Art Rocker magazine um, said that you will probably take over the universe. I love the album so much. Was that ever the plan? To be Universal than domination. <laughs> um, I don't think it was the plan, really. I mean, there wasn't much of a plan early on. Mm. Definitely, the first record there was no plan whatsoever. It was, which was nice. Which seems to be, I think, a, a nice theme when I speak to people that the first album just beautifully organically comes together, and we go, "Hey, yeah." <laughs> and then I don't know. I mean, for me, I, I, I love songwriting. Like, love the challenge of it. Um, find it hard. And so a, a lot, I feel like it, for me, this band has been a big journey about like letting go and experimenting and just learning more about the craft of songwriting. And so each record is an opportunity to go a bit deeper and maybe shed like insecurities and things. Like when I started, I was very like, oh, worried about what people would think and um, scared. I mean, I remember even early on, I was even scared of like a drum um kit on records and I wanted people to play. Remember on the first record, I kept trying to get the drummer to play with mallets. Because I felt like it was a bit less like, I don't know, intense. They, they sound a bit more like boom, 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 boom rather than. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, so it's been this like shedding of skins until now we're at this record and it's kind of like anything goes, which, which, I, which I like. Yeah. But it's also like, yeah, that first album can be kind of freeing, but then, I don't know, it's almost like when you meet someone romantic and it's all honeymoon and then you go, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah. And then you start thinking about it and you're like, fuck. Shit. What now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, are we a thing? Is this a thing? Oh, shit, it is. Because it must have been an actual moment when you had day jobs. Like, you're obviously, you know, paying your rent somehow, and then you decided to make this your job, or have you never really decided that still? We've both kept other work the whole time. Yeah. Um, for, I mean, so in the beginning, um, the band, 
like loses money like pretty rapidly. It, it like hemorrhages cash big time. Like our, our band, any band, any band, but our band in particular. <laughs> and so we we needed jobs to to fund the habit that was the band like bad badly, and we had to work hard. So like because the way the way kind of we broke the band, I would say. This was our secret yeah. to success. Yeah. Was like doing all these huge support tours. Yeah. So in the early days, we su- we supported ballpark, the Snackadactyl, ballpark music, um, Boy and Bear, Boy and Bear, big, which was a big mm. one, um, Vance Joy, and the Preachers. Oh, unreal! And, and we kind of were just like doing laps of the country, playing big rooms, and like releasing music. And that was kind of how we gathered like an audience that then allowed us to start doing our own tours. But um, each one of those tours. We, you know, was a big loss-making venture. And that's still true for a lot of bands Yeah, today. So, Well, Josh Homme says there's no stupider thing in the world than starting a band. Yeah. Because <laughs> then he goes, once you finally decide to start a band, then you've got to write songs. And, and then people are going to like them. Yeah, that's the scary <laughs> bit. Yeah, that's the scary that, bit. Yeah, that's the point. Like, once yeah. you actually start doing something, you're yeah. like, holy shit. Yeah. But, but the work, the day job that we, well, Oscar's day job is a, as a producer, like writing and like creating albums for other people. And I don't want to speak for you, but I, I, you know, I think you love that work and it means a lot to you. Yeah. And then I, I started a little music festival in Tassie and I love that as well. And it's oh, a yeah. real passion of mine. And so we were sort of lucky in that both of our day jobs or side jobs are in music and are things that we love and would do regardless of like how successful the band was. What's the music festival? Panama. Okay. A festival called Panama. Yeah. In all through Tassie or just in Launceston? Just in the north. This is on the on the little private property in the on the northeast oh, of the state. Yeah. Just once a year. On the same weekend as Golden Plains. Oh yeah, lovely. And so we sometimes share bands with them. Oh cool. Yeah. yeah I was born in Hobart, so I oh, go down and visit my oh. dad a lot. So I'll venture up uh, up north. <laughs> I'd love to. It's a beautiful spot. Um what what song do you think changed it for you guys then? There must have been a song that you went, wow. I've never gone wow, mm-hmm. but but that's just because of my personality. <laughs> yeah, okay. Seriously, like, <laughs> our- did you say jeepers? <laughs> <laughs> you feel I, like a jeepers guy. <laughs> I'm a I'm a re- I'm a repression kind of a guy. <laughs> okay. You know, I just keep everything kind of buried. It's actually really bad. Um, but um, it's actually really sad. Yeah, it's not good. Um, uh, we've we've been lucky enough that a few of our songs have, like been gold certified you know like when an album gets a certain number of streams or yeah. sales anyway we've had a few of them and our manager like calls or emails us and is like i've got amazing news guys it's incredible and i'm like oh cool what is it oh this song's gone gold and i'm like cool <laughs> good that's good <laughs> that's good, that's good. <laughs> yeah, right that's good. Like, that's good um but i mean i i don't know like some of our songs have been slow burners like we've got a song called sentimental and monday which is on our first record yeah and and like that was never a runaway hit or anything like that. But over time, it's just become a real favorite for the crowds and it has gone gold. I saw that. I got good streams. <laughs> yeah. I, I was listening to it last night. It's and and people song. seem to love it. And pe- yeah. pe- people like, we, we played at every show. I, I can't remember a show where we haven't played it other than like a festival where we want people to just dance the whole set. Um, and so, you know, it was never like a boom kind of thing. Yeah. And I think that that's been good for us over the years, actually. And I've got a little theory that, when your success is built solidly and you have a strong fan base, like our fans are really lovely. Like okay. when, when, when we play shows and we go and sometimes or often we go and sign merch after the show and meet people and they're so nice always. And we've got a really good culture, I think, amongst our fans. And I think a part of that is that we've never like just come out of the blocks with, with like a hundred meter sprint. It's always been like a, 
you know, like a, a, a lot of our songs. Are slow and steady wins the race, you know. That's but also, but, but also, you it feels to me, and this might not be. This is just a feeling, but it feels like you guys. A release machines like I always feel on the radio here, and that's the latest from Holy Holy. Like, Another new one, seriously. I'm like, just <laughs> listen to this one. Do you, do you think that's true? Like, I mean, five albums is a, is a lot. Yeah, we've kind of been doing this thing of like, yeah, one one album every two years, which I guess like boils down to like a year to write it, and then a year to tour it. I guess. Yeah. So we've been doing that now, and this will be the fifth time we've done it. But the like. In the beginning, I found the idea of songwriting scary and intimidating. And I had this idea that, like, there was a fear that I, we would get in the studio and nothing would happen, like that it wouldn't, that we would, like, be, fail in the in the pursuit. But I've, f- over the years, learned to trust that actually that's not the case. And that whenever, so now I kind of know that whenever we get together in a studio with, you know, a few instruments and mics around, like, the songwriting is actually the easiest part of the whole thing. Um, and it tends to just happen, which is nice to have that trust. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Yeah. TikTok's the hardest part. Now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm getting in the way of you filming more TikTok videos. And bass, I can bass statements. And bass statements. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Um, I, I know you've done some some shows already with, with the new stuff, but are you, are you taking cellophane on the road properly? Like, are you, is there anything you can tease us? You, you got something coming uh, up this year I, or next year? We actually, uh, we haven't had too many. Do we have to speak about this? Well, I've got, I do have a few ideas. Oh gosh. About the cool things we should do, okay. but yeah, definitely. We're okay. de- I mean, got to. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you this idea. Let's do. Should we do idea live idea? Yeah, we can, live let's idea. do this as a feedback thing. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. This is a concept. Okay. It's maybe it's staggy, but I, there's a couple of songs. Do you know? There's a song called Cellophane. Yeah. The self yeah. the self title song. Yeah. Not self titled. The title track. Title track. Rather. Yeah. I don't really want to have everybody sing because it's like a sing along thing. So I want to have when you buy the ticket. You get like this little, maybe like a booklet or a PDF or something of just like the key lyrics. Yeah. And then there's maybe this email which is like, hey, for this song, (laughs) you are in Holy Holy. Yeah. And you like study up and like (laughs) it's about to happen. And so like, and then we can really like not just sing along, but really like play the crowd like like an instrument. So that's one thing that'd be cool to do. I want to get. And maybe we could pick people randomly out of the crowd and give them like a gown, kind of similar to what you know how Kanye would do those things with the group of people singing. Yeah, oh, yeah, the Sunday service thing. Yeah, yep. like that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not sure if Kanye's a good reference, but it's just just for, he's for a that reference thing. still, you yeah. know. Um, and get people up for that behind us, like 50 of them though. Like heaps of people. Am I ruining your idea now? No, no. Yeah. Like this is this is a safe space. You can't safe space. You're looking at me, just going. Just <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I mean, yeah, we will probably try and get some of these amazing collaborators that we've been lucky enough to like. Because that's what I would love to say. I I, I, I love I love like especially like listening to this album, and I and I know it's hard to get everyone in the room all the time because everyone's very busy. But to see the people, you know, it's almost like they, you know, you can't do Glastonbury and Coachella anymore without. A cameo, yeah. So yeah, to, yeah, to yeah, bring yeah. people out is a, is awesome. We we love doing that um, for so many different reasons. Like it's such a vibe backstage, as I was saying earlier. And I don't know, I, I've, I you can feel it as well. Like you know, we're, when the band comes out on stage, and then suddenly it's like, please welcome. And it's like all like <laughs> yeah, exciting, yeah. yeah. And but there's, I mean, usually we're able to like get the people who are collabs to do the opening support, and then that way they're going to be yeah, at, at all the shows. I know Chloe from Sumner's super keen, great, and Tasman is potentially yeah, keen, but he's got a yeah, lot going on yeah. and is always like releasing stuff. So we'll, we'll just have to see, but yeah, a few other ideas like that. Um, 
I think it'll be a fun tour. I think the record will be a good it's one. A, it's a great play. record. It's, I really, really enjoyed it. And um, everyone gets to hear it September 22, which is uh, very exciting. As I was saying, it's so nice. It's got a distinct holy, holy sound. But as you said, it's it's different again. It's great. Yeah, I felt like with this one, I, I just wanted to like let each song be what it was. Mm. And and if that meant that like one song, one song's like this acoustic ballad with like crickets chirping in the background and it's super like the production is very simple and austere but then there's other ones that are like you know almost like like sort of dance full dancey slick yep. kind of pop things and then there's like sort of 60s sounding um psychedelic sort of folk ballad thing so we just wanted to let each song be what it was and i feel like in this day and age you can well that's it if everyone's scrolling through tiktok anyway you know like it, does, it doesn't have to be so cohesive no. anymore you are allowed to like all those things you can do whatever you want <laughs> yeah, yeah you can do whatever and if, you want and you can hate it if you like yeah, too yeah, that's that, totally you can skip tracks guys <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's been or put it on shuffle yeah um well um we finish every podcast with i know this is gonna be really hard i reckon for you guys because you work with a lot of very talented people and uh, obviously you know in your production work too but we want you to introduce us to someone Oh, okay. Okay, okay. That, that that's hard just because I work as in it producing with other people. It's hard to not be like just thinking of things that I've just worked on. Oh yeah, right. Unsaid. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll go. I we'll found, go back to the sixties then. Or something. <laughs> I found this artist the other day called Danica. D A N. I think D A N I K A. Um, Australian um artist, yeah. and she has this song called "Cool Shit Bullshit," and I just love it so much and i i just listen to it again and again it's sort of it's a really beautiful long song it's and and it's one of those songs where it starts and you think you're like oh yeah okay i got i get it i mm. get this song and then it just kind of keeps like unwrapping like an onion and and it's like much more than it at first appears it's kind of got a little bit of like a mac demarco um vibe or like and cat power she's awesome so that's a good one okay nice you can just go with Tim's suggestion if you want. I can see, I can sense that this is making you very nervous. <laughs> yeah, I'm so bad at this. Oh, you have a good one. Oh, well, I'm trying you to think. Work with lots of amazing. Just say like the Bee Gees or something. If yeah, you the want. Beatles. Yeah. So I discovered the this Beatles. artist, the Beatles. <laughs> They're sick. Abba, I'm hearing are going to do well. No, well, okay, a, a band. I, I will say someone who I've been working with, but I just think it's a really great record, and I'm, no songs have come out from it yet because they're being mixed right now, um, and I know that. Um, <laughs> anyway, there's a band called Eliza and the Delusionals. They're out of um, they're, they're from just uh, around the Gold Coast region. Yeah, um, and they've got a great record. They sound fun already. Yeah, they're <laughs> awesome. So Eliza and 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 Kurt from the band, they they, they kind of work together and write all the songs. And um, I worked with them on this record. And um, at, like, I'm probably not even allowed to say they've got a record coming out, but it's great. When it comes out, it's going to be awesome. So oh, we'll go. look forward to that. Don't tell anyone. No, of course not. No, no. Uh, Tim, Oscar, absolute pleasure. I've been a fan thanks, of yours Tim. for a long time, and uh, the album, you should be very proud of it. Yay. Thanks, Tim. Thank Cheers. you, mate.